What a customer was eating five years ago is completely different now. So you've got to stay sharp on that market front. Because food waste really starts at the farm and then it finishes at the end of a scraped plate. This is the Food and Beverage Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fabulous episode of the Food and Beverage Podcast brought to you by Market Scale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and I'm joined today by Nadellis Ortiz Rivera. She's a payments product manager for TableSafe. And what am I going to be chatting about with Nadellis today? Well, we're going to be exploring the process of payment processing and really how it's affecting the restaurant owner. It's an aspect of owning a restaurant and operating a restaurant that isn't often at the forefront of a restaurant owner's mind. It's definitely not what they're trained or best at if they're starting a restaurant, but it's an aspect that is crucial. How can you have an operating, functional, and lucrative restaurant um, without understanding the risks involved in payment processing and staying on top of technology that is changing payment processing? So Nadellis is going to give us a rundown of where we're at in the industry right now, what some of those biggest risks are, for restaurant owners, and really breaking down how they can stay ahead of the curve. Nadellis, great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Daniel. So tell me a little bit about your journey into TableSafe first. Um, you know, when you started working at TableSafe, what was the industry like for payment processing? Had you already seen a lot of the biggest innovation come through um, or in the last you know year and a half or two years have you seen a lot begin to change and unfold you know I've definitely noticed a shift in the payments industry in the last several years especially following the EMV liability shift that happened a few years ago so I think this not only provides and opens up a space for payment processors to get innovative and provide very specialized solutions to merchants who haven't had to adopt these specific products in the past, uh, but it also adds another layer and perhaps some confusion in in the merchant's eyes and the customer's eyes into what products are available and what exactly would serve them best. So I think with the different trends and the different shifts, we've seen that there are definitely different evolutions that have been happening over the years. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely, from a consumer perspective, have noticed a lot of changes, the big one being um, pay at the table. But, you know, I think technology has evolved a lot in the last several years. We're starting to see AI solutions and machine learning become way more accessible. We're starting to see interconnected devices transition from just DIY or just big custom solutions into sort of that middle ground you know, prices are dropping for this emerging tech. It's becoming the norm. And I think payment processing in the restaurant industry has seen a lot of that technology come in and affect it as well, even just a little bit. So I think to get a sense of how this is affecting restaurant owners, we should first look at the tech today. So when we describe the payment processing I guess, process within the restaurant world, what are we looking at today? Is it all transitioning to pay at the table? 
is their software that has very recently um, begun to simplify the process, maybe introduce some new challenges. What are you seeing today in the beginning of 2019 for payment processing? I definitely think that Pay at the Table is in the early stages of its adoption here in the U.S. at least. I think that um, globally, this is something that a lot of other countries have adopted years and years before us, but there's definitely this area of growth that's been recognized here. And as you can tell from a lot of restaurants that I'm sure you visit, we still have the traditional method of closing out and paying for your transaction. So restaurants typically have a POS that they're used to taking the customer's credit card back to and manually swiping the card at the POS and then delivering the check back to the customer and having this kind of multiple step process of going back and forth from the table to the POS system. Whereas what certain um, restaurants who have begun to adopt this pay-at-the-table solution are able to kind of make this uh, process a lot more efficient by letting the customer keep the credit card on them their, on themselves, on their body, and make that payment uh, securely at the table and expediting the whole process by reducing the amount of back and forth that they have to do. Uh, so I think that uh, there's definitely a lot of room for growth in this area as this begins to become more and more adopted uh, by restaurants and becomes more of the norm. And I do think it's going to be the norm very, very soon here. Yeah, and I feel like pay at the table is really the epitome of how to get a payment processed in a restaurant, right? Because not only is the antiquated method a little, um, a little shifty sometimes, right? I think, I'm not saying that restaurants steal information, but there's always that uh, aspect of what if you accidentally lose the credit card? What if, you know, you have a waiter who decides to jot down your card information in the back? It, it doesn't happen that often, but it could. And it's this idea that can't you just eliminate that by paying at the table? Plus, the wasted time of the waiter going back and forth from the POS system, you could have, you know, your payment processed and check in hand as soon as you finish your dessert. You swipe, you're done in, in several seconds. Um, so it seems like the next step forward, and I'm glad you brought up that globally you're seeing a lot of this adoption, but in the United States, not as much. Why do you think that is? Do you think restaurant owners or just franchisees are a little resistant to this tech because it changes up the whole system. It has the technology maybe just recently reached a ubiquitous level here in the States compared to across the seas. Why do you think it took a little longer for it to catch on in the States? I think there are several different components that play into that. I think the first is regulations. I think that a lot of other countries have implemented uh, regulations that require uh, different EMV solutions to be used uh, in the transaction process. And that has made other companies develop the right pieces of technology to enable uh, merchants to use the EMV capabilities that they're required to use uh, in other countries. Whereas our EMV liability shift just happened three years ago, where in other countries this happened many years before that. So I think that's the first piece. And then the second piece is availability of options. So I think right now we only have a few different key players in, who are providers in, in pay at the table. So 
solutions. And that number has been growing as we're able to kind of focus on different niche industries and really develop pieces of technology that cater specifically to, for example, restaurant groups like we're talking about now. Um, so as the availability increases and the options increase, I think merchants will be uh, more educated and will be better able to uh, implement those solutions into their business. But like you said, I think there is some resistance to change, resistance to change, excuse me. Uh, and I think that that also has to do with a lot of different factors. So for example, restaurants that are on the smaller size, so they're small businesses, it's going to be a pretty big financial investment for them to transition into different hardware that they hadn't used previously. And then there's also the aspect of training and the time that it takes to train employees on how to use these new devices uh, efficiently. And also just the aspect of change. We're all kind of creatures of habit. So implementing something um, that's unknown, there's always gonna be a little bit of resistance to that. But I think if we uh, are able to kind of explain what options they have and what the benefits are in them implementing those those different options of, of equipment and hardware that could really benefit them, then they might be more inclined to make those changes. Right. And I think it's definitely the right solution for restaurant owners. I mean, mostly because, like we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it's uh, the payment processing side of owning a restaurant isn't the most intuitive. And it's not the aspect that typically most restaurant owners are knowledgeable on. So any sort of technology or any system that can simplify that, make the process more efficient, safer for the restaurant, safer for the customer, then, you know, definitely should be accepted and should be embraced. So I guess now we should transition over and look at the payment processing world for the restaurant owner and the complexities that live behind it. So what are the biggest risks or the biggest challenges typically associated with payment processing for that restaurant owner? Like you said, uh, restaurant owners have a lot of things that they have to focus on in order to have the successful business that they intend to have. And payment processing is just such a small piece of that. So even me, for example, if you had asked me six years ago what payment processing was, I would have told you I had no idea what it was. I didn't know it existed. I just thought credit cards were magically accepted by, by businesses. So uh, I think it's just this industry that there's not a lot of knowledge on publicly. And in order to become familiarized with it, you have to kind of really get your hands in it. And, and uh, that does take time that a lot of restaurant owners don't have. So uh, I think a lot of the complexities just come from a lack of knowledge. And I think the industry uh, has a lot of aspects to it. So for example, pricing is, is something that we always have to kind of explain to our merchants exactly how the pricing is broken out because we have to deal with things like interchange network free network fees, ass assessment fees on top of the processor's actual processing fees. So there's a lot of different pieces that go into that. Um, in addition to having to select the right piece of equipment for them and really advocating for themselves and 
saying, these are the things that I want to see out of my equipment. These are the goals that I want to meet. And just really having an open conversation with their payment processor to find that best fit. And another piece that I think is a really important factor to consider is customer service. So if you want that sort of relationship with a processor where you can call at any time of the day 24-7 if you have an issue uh, and be able to speak to somebody directly, there are definitely uh, different processors who are going to be better equipped to do that than others. So really understanding uh, what is available to you and what your options are in that regard. Um, but in terms of payment processing as well, uh, I think that there is also, specifically in the restaurant industry, a lot of uh, factors that could play into unforeseen costs. For example, uh, chargebacks. Chargebacks uh, are kind of this uh, issue that restaurants have had historically and are continuing to have, like you mentioned before, for security reasons, perhaps uh, a, a card number is taken and used in a card not present environment and just plugged in by somebody. I also had a friend a couple of months ago, we went out to dinner and the server actually lost his card. So it's funny that you used that story because that actually did just happen to, to wow. my friend recently. And like you, you think about how does that even happen, right? You'd think, how is a waiter going to lose the card if all they're doing is they're holding the folder, they're taking it back, paying with it, and then returning it? But it is that idea that it could fall out. It could get misplaced. He could grab the wrong little booklet, and then the card gets handed off to someone else, and then suddenly another customer is walking off with someone else's credit card. You know, and it's that idea of accidental mismanagement that you don't expect, but the fact that it could happen and there's another system out there that could basically eliminate that issue, it kind of is like a no-brainer, right? Then yes, we should be transitioning to pay at the table and we should be finding ways to make payment processing easier for the restaurant owner so it isn't an issue that weighs over their head when they should be focusing on inventory, when they should be focusing on um, just general management of their employees, of their funds. Exactly. And I think it's not only about what solution is the best fit for the restaurant, but also what is the best fit for the restaurant so that they can provide the best experience possible for their customers as well. And these pay-at-the-table solutions really do that. They do enhance the, the guest experience and make everything a lot more simplified. So I think uh, something that we do need to focus on as an industry is the simplicity, just making everything as simple as possible from start to finish, from customer to merchant to processor. So you mentioned chargebacks a little bit. Let's dig into that a little more. Um, it seems like one of those issues in payment processing that isn't talked about often and can result in big, big issues and headaches for the restaurant owner. So if we had to define chargebacks, it's basically the concept of the credit card provider is charging the retailer because there was a loss on a transaction. There's a disputed transaction. The customer doesn't want to pay for it. They said um, maybe it was bad service. They don't want to pay for it. Maybe it was I didn't actually buy this, whatever. So now the credit card provider needs that money. They're going to charge the retailer. And in this case, it'd be the restaurant. Have you seen chargebacks be a very... Uh, 
difficult pain point for restaurant owners? Does it really affect their daily operations if they're not prepared for it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've seen this affect restaurants in in really a variety of ways. So I, from my experience, I've seen smaller restaurants who have um, basically less bandwidth to deal with these chargebacks, simply let them come through and don't do anything with them. And then they end up, end up eating the costs of the chargeback. So let's say they had a $150 uh, chargeback issued one month. That's that's a, a good chunk of money that they're out for, for that month. And that's just in one chargeback. Whereas I've seen other larger companies have dedicated employees who solely focus on responding to these chargeback requests. So in that, they're basically paying a a full-time employee's annual salary just to to handle these chargebacks. So it is a big thing that uh, payment processors should work with merchants on because or at least focus on uh, improving the experience with chargebacks. And I think there's a variety of ways that we can do that in facilitating the resolution of chargebacks. But I do think it's it's kind of this, this factor that's not considered a lot of time when, when making decisions for payment processing. There are a lot of reasons that we might see chargebacks come through. Some of them are what we call friendly fraud. So basically, a customer is out at a restaurant, and um, let's say they they went out and treated their family or friends to a dinner, and then maybe ordered a few drinks, and then closed out the ticket, and then maybe a week later they issue a chargeback. And um, this is coming from maybe a place of dishonesty, but there is that liability on the restaurant to uh, basically be responsible for the chargeback if they if the transaction was processed as a card swipe transaction versus an EMV dip transaction because of the liability shift that happened a few years ago. So with pay at the table devices that are EMV enabled, you're helping to avoid these cases of friendly fraud that might come through, um, but it also reduces the risk of breaches or those examples that we used earlier about the, uh, the server potentially losing the credit card or having having some sort of other issue that might arise from that. So EMV solutions will definitely help reduce the number of chargebacks that are coming through for restaurants. So I do think that's one of the really big values that we'll see in restaurants adopting those solutions. And I think that there are different options, like I mentioned earlier, that processors can use to uh, help their customers resolve these disputes as well. So with these uh, EMV solutions, you'll likely have the ability to access different uh, reports that will help dispute the transactions as well. And uh, there are chargeback assistance programs as well that are available. So if a restaurant owner knows that that's an issue that they have, a recurring issue that they have, um, then that's something that they could keep in mind when doing their searching for a processor as well. Right. And, you know, you would hope that there are programs in place that assist when you do have, you know, customers that come through that feel like they can just get off with a free meal, right? They they pay for it and then they just dispute the charge later. Um, do you see that in conjunction with other technology? Do you see that 
pay-at-the-table solutions do a better job of preventing chargebacks? Because in my mind, there's got to be some tangible proof that it's like, okay, you can't just dispute this charge if there's proof that you were at the restaurant and you ate this food. Are there ways to diminish that issue, maybe in conjunction with other technology or just better surveillance in some kind of way? Absolutely. I think there are a lot of pay-at-the-table devices available that will help prove that the customer was actually there and actually dined at the restaurant and used that particular card. Uh, but I think the, the main piece that plays into this is the EMV liability. So with the old traditional methods of processing a POS transaction and not a, a pay-at-the-table transaction, uh, then that liability shift will fall on the restaurant regardless of how much proof they can provide. But with the device that a pay at the table device uh, where they're able to prove it was a dip transaction and they're able to provide all of the data points to prove that the customer was there and made that purchase, then they are a lot more likely to win that chargeback and not be liable for it. So Nadellis, to wrap things up on this concept of payment processing for the business owner, I think a big part of this is obviously education. If we can educate and inform uh, restaurant owners, restaurant operators, facility managers on the potential risks involved with payment processing and some of the easy solutions, then I think we can start to see this issue diminish. So what aspect of education would you say is most important to get across to your restaurant owners? And how are you seeing companies like TableSafe take that initiative to inform restaurant owners on the potential risks so that, you know, they can focus their energy where it really matters? Yeah, like you said, education is so important. And in order to become the most educated, I was just I would just encourage restaurant owners to really seek out different options, have a conversation with the representative who they might be speaking with to really understand what's being offered, what the restaurant's needs are, and making sure that they are just finding the best fit possible for them. And uh, I would also I would also advise that they look for basically what's going to be the simplest solution. I really think simplicity is key. So I think that if there's some sort of solution where they can bundle the payment processing with the hardware that they're uh, looking to purchase, then I, th I think that's typically a really good route for them to go. It definitely helps with, th with the whole customer experience uh, and the, the restaurant's experience as well. Well, it's good that there are companies like TableSafe and really just a general push in the industry to promote more knowledge and less ignorance on the idea of payment processing, the risks involved, and how transitions to simpler technology, more efficient technology, could help alleviate some of that stress. So, Nadellis, I really would like to thank you for joining us on the podcast and giving your insight on the complexities of payment processing for the restaurant owner and digging into chargebacks, but really more importantly, how the industry is helping those restaurant owners stay ahead of the curve. So again, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to listen to more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and even videos from your favorite industries. And make sure to leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.